This podcast was recorded on Gadigal land. So before we start today, I'd like to acknowledge and pay my respects to the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, to all elders past and present. This land always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome back to Careful. On this podcast, you hear from me, Rose Kerr, and I just talk to someone who's honestly just super passionate about something. I want to know why they care and how they put their thoughts into real action, because I think that's something that's super fascinating, how you go from having a passion to turning it into something that you spend a lot of time on. This week, I'd like to introduce you to Elizabeth Knight. Now, despite being pretty young herself, her passion is actually helping other young people find their purpose. She created a startup to help other people find their dreams, and it ended up being her own dream. It's super cool. I'll let her explain. So to start us off, Elizabeth, could you tell me what you do? Yeah, so I wear many hats, <laughs> so it's not an easy answer. Um, but first and foremost, I run Purposeful. So Purposeful is my business. Um, it's a startup that I founded when I graduated from high school. And like many of us, had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Um, but maybe like fewer of us, I decided to give it my all and, and, and try and solve that problem for other young people and help them to connect to careers and paths that they're really passionate about. So that is my full-time hustle now, uh, which is amazing. We run programs and a career advice service and a podcast for young people across Australia. That is so cool. And I just find it so amazing. I was saying to you off mic earlier that you started this when you were so young. How do you go from having an idea to as you've said, your side hustle being your full-time hustle. How did that even happen? Oh, it, for full context, I so I think I had the first inkling of an idea for Purposeful probably when I was 18, yeah. but I had no idea how to act on that. Like I just knew that I was going through this problem and felt really lost um, even though I'd done, I'd done really well on paper in my exams um, in high school but then just been so burnt out when I graduated um, that I just wasn't fulfilled by the path that was in front of me which was like go to uni, work really hard again, get really good grades again and then get like a good job and work in that for 10 years and then maybe then you can do what you want. I was not compelled by that. So I think the reason that I started doing something else was actually because I was so burnt out, I had to pause and like actually really think about what I wanted to do with my time. Um, I got introduced to the idea of entrepreneurship at a um, event when I was at uni and that blew my mind, this idea that you could create a career for yourself for one, which three or four years ago was still quite a big concept and a new idea for a lot of us. And secondly, that it could be in solving a problem that you cared about. So that was what I started with. I had no business knowledge. I had no understanding of like how any of that worked. Um, I got started with one workshop and it was just happened to be an opportunity that came up. Someone ha had asked me to do a workshop on a topic at a 
leadership camp for a bunch of year 10s. And I said, hey, can I try this thing about purpose that I've been thinking about? And they were like, yeah, that sounds amazing. So I ran this session. I had three days to prepare. It was super raw and messy and unpolished, but it was amazing. It was my crash course at that point on how to find your purpose or find a career that you're passionate about. And I think that was probably my best workshop ever today still no. um the, the feedback I had 50 year 10s that they they filled out like double-sided feedback forms that had people like crying and getting super emotional at the end wow. it was amazing and and so that drove me so the long story short is really I didn't really know anything when I started and but that why was really strong and it motivated me to find the answers um and just learn every single day <laughs> since yeah. then the logistics of how to run a business <laughs> It's so interesting that entrepreneurship interested you, well, took your, I don't know, it inspired you because like I feel like I don't even fully understand what that word truly means. When you first started hearing about it, how was it brought to you? Why did it get your attention? Yeah, when I first heard of the word entrepreneurship, in my head it was a really masculine kind of word as well I just thought of kind of middle-aged white guys running yeah that was my that was my idea probably what a lot of um, people still perceive it to be and particularly with tech and startups if you're not familiar with that it's very much this hustle culture and this narrative of yeah startup sort of guys and bros so I it did not appeal to me at first at all Um, the part that really did click was that I had a few role models that I saw in that space who had kind of ditched the path that was expected of them. Um, For me, that was doing something like law um, and tried this instead. So that piqued my curiosity. And then I think as I got to know and get familiar with the the space more, I realised that it just gives you so much control and autonomy to create things and to not have to, you know, as a young person, when you have drive and so much energy, you can just do it. You know, you're not bound by this idea that you have to wait a decade before you can start like having an impact. I really love that idea of like, I have this idea, I can try and bring it to life now. Like, (laughs) and no one can stop me really from doing that. It's not as simple as that, but that was really what appealed to me and and still does, to be honest. (laughs) So how long ago did you start it? I founded Purposeful. So I went full-time on the business in March, 2020. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I know, I know what a, a, a month to pick. And I, so I graduated from uni and I, in that first year, I really had no idea what I was doing, to be honest, at the start. I just knew that um, I'd done a lot of like workshops and started to work with schools and young people to run career discovery and self-exploration programs and workshops um, because the one subject that we don't really learn about in school is ourselves, is who we are, what our vision is for the future what our values are, um, what we're actually passionate about. If you're not passionate about eating, how do you grow a passion? Like start to, you know, find something that fulfills you. Um, All of those topics really fascinated me. And, yeah, ever since the last two and a half years, we've continued to scale and grow those school programs um, and online programs as well for uni students and and TAFE students and grads uh, because you can be lost at any age of life, not just in high school. 
Um, yeah, and now we're working towards um, building something more sustainable and scalable. So my vision is to impact like a whole generation of young people. Cool. Yeah, and be there at those really key moments of decision making. And when you t- tend to feel lost in life, to be the thing that people fall back on to redirect them towards something better and more fulfilling. I love how helping people find a purpose is your purpose. Like it's so meta. It's so good. It just reminds me of that meme I keep seeing about like, you know, me asking young people what they want to do because I still don't know. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a hack that I've found. But look, it is really rewarding, um, very fulfilling. <laughs> Was it hard to kind of legitimise your idea? Like I know, you know, there'd be – so many people offering things to schools and a lot of it would be kind of crap. Was it hard to prove, no, 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 this is going to be good and your students need this? Yes, that's that's an amazing question It because it still is, um, especially when you're working with schools. Unfortunately, the way the system is set up is that, you know, I'm competing against lots of other amazing ideas and um, things that we should learn about, like how can you compare career direction to, you know, um, consent education and um, all like those kind of topics that and mental health and, and climate change, like all of these things that we should be talking about. So it's not really the school's fault that, you know, they only have so much space and time to bring these kind of concepts in. Um that was difficult as a young person because, as you can imagine, I was going into career advisor offices and being yeah. like, hello, like, please believe me. I know how to make this better. Yeah. Um, I guess what I have fallen back on is that most schools to this day still don't have any kind of careers program, mm. They, if they even have a career advisor at all. So when we're able to bring something in, I know that it's at least 10x the current solution yes um it's and that gives me a lot of confidence to back myself and um but but you know make no mistake it's just an effort of getting up every day and trying again like you get so many rejections so many knockbacks and you have to persevere like that's literally the only way that you succeed (laughs) is by trying again so I've definitely had a lot of failures if you will and um still have them every day but it's about picking yourself back up again and and continuing to fight for it if it's something you really believe in yeah I was thinking that with if it started as your side hustle how did you manage to persist do you have something that like drives you and you feel like you can't do it or like I don't know you were saying you had to work over the long weekend how do you stay motivated yeah, I I mean, when I started, it was more that I was just very frustrated with the system. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. my motivation would be sitting in class at uni and just like wanting to pull my hair out because it was just so poorly delivered and just going, oh my God, I could make this so much better. Like I know how to, I know how to do this better. Um, why won't they listen to young people? Like why won't they really give us the platform to just blow this out of the water and actually create really great learning experiences. And so I was really motivated by that because I would watch other teachers and lecturers and kind of critique them. (laughs) And then I would just really want to go and, you know, create the opposite. Um, Now I think 
one, I have a team now, which is amazing. So when I started, it was just me and I really did have to like do things to hold myself accountable. So mm. I I would email someone for an opportunity to kind of pitch to them or meet or try to sell something to them way before I was ready. I like before, yeah. before the concept existed so that I had to do it. <laughs> That's so smart. Yeah. Ballsy, it, but yeah, smart. <laughs> like it's, it's got me in many tricky <laughs> situations. <laughs> but it, when you're on your own, you have to do that kind of thing because no one cares. Like if you don't do yeah. it, if it's just you that's investing in it, then yeah, there's no there's no risk. Now I have a team, you know, so I have people that I'm like, I want to keep creating these opportunities for you. So I have to work to bring the work in and I see the impact firsthand. So it's both more pressure, obviously, but more reward as well. So of course, (laughs) when you're at school, were you someone who was really passionate about subjects or I don't know, did this come out of nowhere? Did you see yourself being an entrepreneur? No, I didn't. And no, I also didn't have a passion. Um, and it would really frustrate me <laughs> because I went to quite a nerdy school. Like everybody was really high achieving and all these people that had a passion, they were set, like, you know, they had something to work towards and they were motivated. But I was like, I, I like all of these subjects equally, or I'm kind of lukewarm about lots of topics. Like, of course I care about mental health. Of course I care about the environment, but like, it's, is it the thing that, really gets me going um no it wasn't and so Mm. that frustrated me um I always knew that I I think I'd always been an advocate without realizing it um I always got frustrated by a lot of different social issues I guess and was the one to try and you know fight for that and I think that's been a pretty enduring thing for me Um, but it wasn't until I left school in that first year when I really felt the pain of just feeling completely lost and being on your own in that that it that was the problem that I, I literally had it wasn't a light bulb moment but I had a moment where I think someone said to me I, I just kept ranting and going on about the system and how it sucked and and someone sort of said like so you know are you going to what are you going to do? Like, are you going to do something about it? Oh, goodness. And I realised, like, actually, I've always had, there's always been signs that this was something that frustrated me, but I didn't look for them. So I guess that would probably be my advice to someone else in that situation too, is if you don't have a passion, you have to start looking for the clues because there are always clues. And because it's such an emotional thing, like, at times when you've been frustrated or times when you've been quite disconnected maybe or depressed like why is that like what's the opposite of that Mm. um and you know if it's something that you're annoyed about like why (laughs) what's the the underlying kind of thing that you come back to and and that takes a lot of time to find it's not an overnight kind of epiphany but if you're not looking for those signs like you're never gonna find them (laughs) so That makes so much sense because I had a big career change from going from science to being in the media and something that I remember thinking about, I was like working as a botanist and I was like listening to a lot of podcasts and things and I was just like I miss 
talking. Like part of the thing at uni that I actually love deep down was having conversations about interesting mm-hmm. topics and I find science incredibly interesting. So it just made so much sense. That's so cool. Little yes. Light bulb moment for me. We love it. Oh, and, and when I heard <laughs> your story, I thought the same. I was like, that sounds so purposeful. Um, and, and it takes time, right, to work that out. Like you might not have been able to preempt that it's not about Mm. going oh I've like wasted this time now doing something I didn't like like that's all shaped that passion for you probably too like if you didn't have that experience it might never have sort of clicked in you that yeah was important so it's all valuable 100% (laughs) that's so cool how because you came from a place where you also didn't know what you wanted to do how did you start gathering the information that you could then teach other people yeah, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm quite stubborn. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think at first I was just really trying to solve that problem for myself um, by reading and learning and like watching all kinds of different content and just kind of following what my interests were. Um but I also had done some personal development work, which now is quite a mainstream idea, but that's really only been in the last like three or four years, I would say, that amongst younger Especially people. Especially with COVID. Yeah, huge. Kicked it off a lot, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't something that everyone was doing. And I did this one personal development course in school that like kind of changed my perspective on investing in yourself. And um, really this the, the one key takeaway I had was that anyone can be successful, like arguably. Like there, there are so many examples of it across the globe like it ultimately every obviously there's so many layers of privilege and different things that influence where you start but through sheer perseverance like you can get there and there are also most of us sort of wait for life to happen to us rather than kind of go at it with the mindset that we can happen to it like we have agency um and that's not to say naively at all that like Obviously, there are things that we can't control all the time that happen, but we can almost always control how we respond to that. Um, So I knew that when I started and then I just started kind of creating. Like I said, I um, did a lot of research kind of informally. I would have all these coffee chats with young people who once I started putting it out there that this is what I was about, people would connect with me Mm. and who were feeling lost, right, and sort of naturally tell their stories to me. And that really helped give me a lot of insight into what was the tricky, really tricky parts of that problem, what problems were most painful in terms of your career and figuring out what you wanted to do. And it gave me a chance to also test things with people quite organically and sort of suggest things and like if it worked they would usually say oh my god that was so helpful or I wouldn't hear for them from then and I'd assume you know probably wasn't as helpful yeah <laughs> so that's was, so smart it's like doing your own research very organic and that's what yes. I would also say to people is like I didn't go you know in into it with that mindset of I need to have a coffee chat with like all these mm. people I need to like go and talk to schools and learn all of this stuff like I was really just it was quite organic I was connected with people who were aligned or kind of at that same stage and it it grew from there how do you go with the whole approaching people out of the blue pitching yourself getting rejected (laughs) like that's a lot of people skills (laughs) it's very difficult I I think I am an ambivert because sometimes like 
as a presenter, if you told my 15-year-old self, oh, you're going to like be a paid public speaker, I just would have laughed at you because <laughs> I I was not that at all. Um, but I at some point sort of realised you've just got to do it. Like if you, yeah. if you can't communicate and can't pitch yourself, you just, it doesn't matter what you're trying to achieve career-wise um, or life-wise, you're not going to get anywhere. Like you have to, don't always have to do it in front of hundreds of people, but you do have to pitch yourself. Um, so I I just, again, persevered. Like I would say yes and get these talks and do them for free. And I'd be, you know, embarrassed at the end of it. Like it wouldn't always be great, but it was practice. And eventually now I kind of thrive in that environment through practice but I did not start that way (laughs) so it's but it's an amazing skill to have and I really advocate anybody you know to throw yourself at public speaking opportunities and those ones that you know make you super nervous and scared uh, because they're invaluable in in your life do you still get nervous Yes, 100%. I actually had a meeting this morning. It wasn't even like a pitch. It was just a meeting with someone who I'd say like is a mentor to me, but they don't really know it. And I <laughs> I knew that I was kind of going to be pitching to them. And I was so nervous. Like I had to, you know, really get myself in the zone and just calm down and focus. Um, and I talked to a lot of, you know, high schoolers. And like, if you think back to your high school self, like, high school kids are mean yeah (laughs) they're they're a really tough audience to talk to because and it's not their fault you know if you get them at the end of day on a Friday like who can blame them if they're Uh, tired and don't really want to be there so you've got to build thick skin (laughs) and swallow the fear do it anyway That's a good description. I've done a little bit of work with high schoolers on occasion and it is such a tough crowd. But you said that you'd had some good feedback in previous presentations. What is the feedback and results like when you've been able to go into schools? Like have you gotten to hear any stories of people figuring out their purpose? Yes, I I had a moment that really brought things into focus the other day where um, someone, I was walking through the uni campus, which I'm not at uni very often and anymore and um someone like came up to me and sort of said oh like hi are you Elizabeth (laughs) and I was like yes I am and this happens weirdly frequently where there I you know I don't remember someone from a workshop because you're there's a lot of people there's a lot of people there's a lot going on but someone will often remember you and she said oh I was actually at your workshop um four years ago and it was it was that first workshop that I (gasps) did And so she's, you know, out of school now and she was like, oh, that was amazing. Like that really changed my life, my perspective. Like now I'm doing this. And and that was was huge um, because a lot of what we talk about is maybe at a time where people aren't feeling very confident and then really like it sinks in later down the track. Um, So that's been amazing. And even with all the school programs we do, like we almost always get like 80 to 95% of kids will say, we want you to come back next year. That's really good. Yeah, which is even even the kids that you're like, I don't think you like me. Like (laughs) I don't think that you're enjoying this because usually our programs are not opt-in, which is a big difference because a lot of the time you'll see people, like they only take people that really want to be there, whereas a lot of schools we work with, it's for everybody. So yeah, that's really cool when even you've got someone that like 
didn't necessarily want to be there and has taken something away from it is really, yeah, special. We've been talking a lot about high school students, but this yeah. applies across the board. Like, yeah, we, you know, literally this is, in life. This is <laughs> life. to figure it out. <laughs> Sorry if yeah. it like, confronted ever, anyone by <laughs> thinking this wasn't about them, but it, it is. It a, can be about you too. <laughs> yeah. It, we, in fact, the most sort of lost, like, and people that we get and and who are most impacted by what we do are a lot older. Yes. Well, it makes sense because I didn't have it in school. Yes. We were talking before about like having you having to balance driving out to Narragin on the weekend. (laughs) And I mean, running a business is a hectic thing to be doing, especially in your early 20s. How on earth do you balance being a regular human being, but also Mm -hmm. running a business and being responsible for a team? When you put it like that, when you put it like (laughs) that, um, I, my understanding of balance has changed a lot since Mm. I started doing this. I always say to people that, you know, we think balance is like, you've got too much going on in this part of your life. So you need to add some more to this part of your life and kind of like have everything at this same level. So if you work this much, you should exercise this much and see friends this much. And like, it's just not sustainable balance. If you think about a tightrope, like you're, you're kind of wobbling either side the whole time. You're not just walking perfectly down the line. Um, so I take that to heart now. I know that in the scheme of my life, like, this is going to be an intense part of my life, um, but I do my best to do it as sustainably as possible. And for me, that's mainly about sleep. Like I just am yeah. half, I'm half a human if I don't get enough yeah. sleep. I So that's something that I, I, I will never pull an all-nighter, like really. I don't think I ever have, no matter what it is. Well, before I let you go, Elizabeth, please give us all of the details of Purposeful, the podcast, the website where people can find out all the info because I know for a fact there will be people listening who are like, give me more, give me more. (laughs) Oh, that's that's very generous. Well, um, check out purposeful.org.au. That's where you'll find just about everything. Um, In particular, depending on when this comes out, we'll have a couple programs launching um, for like not high schoolers. <laughs> so if you're one of those lost, unsure, early career um, young people, then definitely check us out. Um, our podcast is The Lost Button. And yeah, the idea with that was that's how we connected actually, was about trying to share stories of young people who are still lost <laughs> in a way. So not just showing like the success story, but also kind of sharing those authentic moments of like what it's like to not know what's going on if you're feeling lost that's a a great place to start that journey (laughs) but otherwise find me everywhere so I'm LinkedIn wherever I'm always happy to chat and I'll get back to you eventually (laughs) amazing thank you so much for being on the pod today Elizabeth thank you Thank you so much for listening to Careful. And of course, thank you, Elizabeth, for sharing your story because it left me feeling pretty motivated and excited to even do what I do. So I can only imagine it's going to help lots of other people. If you want more information about Purposeful, I've popped some links in the episode notes so you can check that out. And if you like this podcast, if you like Careful, share it with a friend. Leave me a five-star review. I know that sounds weird, but you just jump onto Apple Podcasts, write a few sentences, give me a five-star review. It honestly helps heaps because it can bump me up in the charts and then other people can find the podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram. I'm rosie.zkerr. That's K-E-R-R. 
let me know who you want to hear from. Basically, this podcast is open to so many different topics. I just want to know more about what people care about. So if you have someone in your life that you think is super interesting, I'd love to hear it. I'll be back in two weeks with the next edition of Careful. Talk to you then. Bye.